Hello and welcome to our podcast. We're recording from the courtroom in St George's Hall here at the Liverpool ASM. Uh, I'm pleased to have been joined by Kevin McCarthy. Um, by way of introduction, Kevin's a paediatric anaesthetist and specialist in pain medicine at Our Ladies Children's in Crumlin and Temple Street Children's University Hospital in Dublin. Kevin's also a clinical senior lecturer in paediatrics at Trinity College Dublin. He is the medical lead for complex pain at both hospitals and undertook a PhD in pain physiology in Trinity College and undertook subspecialist paediatric pain fellowships in sick kids in Toronto and Great Ormond Street. And Kevin's clinical and research interests are pain education and novel analgesics. So, Kevin, thank you for agreeing to meet with me. Thank you. Can you... Can I just ask, is visceral or chronic pain a problem in children? It would appear to be uh, a problem that has been uh, unrecognised generally uh, over the past 30 years. Uh, acute pain and procedural pain has been uh, under-recognised and under-treated in neonates and in children, and, and that has been addressed. And what we're now seeing, um, now that we've started looking for it, uh, is a, a greater incidence of um, chronic post-surgical pain uh, and also visceral pain uh, in children. Um, this doesn't necessarily affect every child. Uh, for example, the incidence of uh, chronic post-surgical pain affects about 20% of children uh, across all ages, across all surgeries. Um, and visceral pain um, does appear to be an issue that um, can become a problem in the post-operative period, again, not for everybody, but when it does, it can be quite difficult uh, to manage. Um, in both cases, um, in order for those children that, that need greater intervention or need a more targeted intervention, um, I guess uh, my hope would be from um, that what people would come away from uh, this meeting uh, is an appreciation uh, that this can affect children of all ages. And uh, that there uh, are perhaps more targeted uh, interventions that may be required uh, for those children. Okay. So have you got any suggestions for how we might go about identifying children that are more at risk um, and, and with that knowledge to then go about taking steps to prevent chronic pain issues developing? So in the case of uh, chronic post-surgical pain uh, in children, that's, uh, as it is in adults, it's multifactorial. Um, there are a lot of uh, various biological, psychological and social factors that feed into that. Um, if it were as simple as uh, doing you know, a regional anaesthesia technique and getting perioperative gabapentin, uh, then this is something that would be uh, quite easily solved. Um, while such pharmacological interventions or regional anaesthesia techniques uh, are indeed important. Um, they need to be delivered within uh, a wider context. This parallels um, the uh, recent interest in the effect of general anaesthetics on children's neurodevelopment, um, that while a general anaesthetic uh, may have some impact on uh, a child's IQ and long-term neurocognitive outcome, um, that does need to be considered within the other uh, psychosocial and socioeconomic factors that will influence uh, a child's development. Uh, similarly with pain, um, I suppose we, we, we like to focus on um, the things that we can prescribe 
um, the regional anesthesia techniques that we can that we can perform because those are those are skills based and those are those are definite tasks that we can do. Um, but those uh, for those to be effective, there does also need to be a consideration of psychological factors such as anxiety. So perioperative anxiety uh, is a very potent. Uh, driver of pain and is a significant risk factor in younger children for the development of chronic pain. Um, For older children, there's a construct called catastrophizing, uh, which is a tendency to uh, ruminate or fixate or or, or essentially blow something uh, uh, out of proportion. Um, And uh, parents and children who score highly um, on catastrophizing uh, do uh, tend to develop chronic pain uh, in greater numbers. So that there, there are definitely uh, strategies that can be uh, implemented in theatre uh, and uh, immediately post-op, but um, to truly address and prevent uh, chronic post-surgical pain, for example, uh, that needs to be considered uh, prior to surgery and addressing issues such as anxiety uh, and catastrophizing. Yeah, that's interesting. So we, we've just spoken with Chris Evans about the issues of trying to manage perioperative anxiety. Can I ask you, are you aware of um, different rates of problems uh, in different age groups? I'm thinking specifically of the adolescent age group who know what's coming, worry more, and are often left until the end of the list whilst we get all the younger children done. And then by the time they come down to theatre at four o'clock, they're a gibbering wreck. I think adolescents get a bit of a short straw um, because they very often they look like adults, so they're yeah. treated like adults. Yeah. Um, and it, we, we, a lot of adults undergoing similar surgeries would be very anxious, very stressed out. Um, and there's... We... we Assume that um, adolescents, or we, we uh, presume that they should just toughen up and they, sh- they should be able to, uh, to cope with it. I absolutely agree mm-hmm. that um, we, don't, uh, we don't necessarily um, uh, consider the, how anxious or how stressed they might be before, uh, before surgery. That does raise another interesting point from the from the pain literature is the the nature of the um, the psychological distress or the the anxiety that that predicts pain does change with age. So for younger children it, it is anxiety, um, and for older children and adolescents uh, uh, catastrophizing. Um, interventions that specifically address catastrophizing uh, that's not something you do on the on, on the day of surgery. That would involve patient education. Um, explanation of what to expect. Um, there are other centres around the world that are looking at um, options such as peer support, uh, so speaking to another um, adolescent who's been through uh, a similar surgery. That's something we do in Dublin for um, kids undergoing sp- scoliosis surgery, okay. uh, and that has been quite quite helpful. Um, so yeah, there, there are absolutely um, uh, things that we can, we can do to address that in adolescents, but it should be, as, as it is for other age groups, developmentally appropriate. Um, so something like peer support is developmentally appropriate for an adolescent, where it wouldn't be for a younger child. I'm just going to finish with a more targeted question. You might not have the answer for this, but I think we're all aware as paediatric anaesthetists that there's been a real shift in moving procedures to being done laparoscopically. Laparoscopic pyelomyotomy is a good example 
Um, is there anything we should be adding to our armamentarium as paediatric anaesthetists to, and I'm thinking more about visceral pain? So what's interesting is what is uh, emerging that um, in, in the data um, that, that ties visceral pain in with, with chronic post-surgical pain. Uh, there's a recent paper looking at chronic pain after laparoscopic cholecystectomy uh, and found that it was the visceral pain in the first week uh, post-op not the incisional pain at the port sites, but the the visceral pain uh, that patients reported uh, that predicted the progression to to chronic pain. Um, Visceral pain is probably the most common indication across all age groups for surgery in the first place. Um, To specifically target it, we need to address uh, peripheral sensitization within that viscera. Uh, Peripheral sensitization within the viscera uh, is mediated by uh, trip channels, um, and upstream of that within the nervous system, central sensitization in this context is mediated by NMDA receptors. So for something more targeted, it would need to be an intervention that targets trip channels uh, within the viscera and or NMDA channels uh, centrally to address both peripheral and central sensitization. Okay. And are there, are there agents that can do that that we have access to? There are. Um, Paracetamol, the drug that we're not entirely sure how it achieves its, its, its effect, yeah. actually does have an effect at uh, trip A1 channels. Uh, intravenous lidocaine um, works; at, it has several different uh, uh, targets, several different receptors, but among them are uh, trip V1 channels. Uh, magnesium works at both trip channels and MDA receptors. Um, so there are things within already within clinical use. And that could be used perhaps in a more targeted way uh, to target the visceral component of postoperative pain. And are there clinical studies being done to help guide us um, with dosages, etc., and length of duration? No, unfortunately, that, uh, to my knowledge, that data isn't there yet. Uh, All right. It's been very illuminating. Thank you very much. Thank you.